0: following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I remember as a child being able to go outside and play till dusk. All the neighborhood kids rallied around, and we enjoyed our time together. These days, it's much different situation for our children.
0: That it is.
1: Oh yeah, you're back. <laughs> um, I'm still mad at you for leaving, um, and leaving me with a pissy director who stormed out of the studio a few episodes back and I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> I'll
0: smooth things over with him. At least this time you didn't trash the studio.
1: That's because I had no one to party with. It's been a little silent in the friends department, especially the ones that leave the country without me. Anyway, tell us a little bit about your trip and where we can view your adventures.
0: It was amazing. It involves lots of castles, beaches a cute tour guide and lots of good food and wine especially that cheese and wine and you can watch all of my adventures on my eddie on the go youtube channel
1: and on with the show On Wednesday, October 21st, 2009, nine-year-old Elizabeth Olten went missing from St. Martins, Missouri. On this particular evening, Elizabeth's mother, Patty Price, was preparing to make the family's dinner when there was a knock at the door. The knock came from their six-year-old neighbor, Emma, It wasn't uncommon for the two girls to play together as they lived relatively close. With only a forest separating them, Patty allowed her to go play and wasn't concerned about Elizabeth staying out too long, as she was deathly afraid of the dark. In October, it gets dark earlier, and the sun would usually set around 6.30 p.m., This is when Elizabeth's mother became extremely worried. She called Emma's home and was told that Elizabeth had never been there. Her next call would be to the police. Within 15 minutes, her property was swarming with authorities. Patty would visit Emma's home with the officers. But Emma's grandmother stated Elizabeth had never come to their house that day. Searches begin of the forest at this point. And they suspect maybe this child became lost in the forest. Authorities and volunteers search the perimeter between Patty's house and her neighbors. Patty also continuously calls her daughter's cell phone. It rings to voicemail and Elizabeth never answers. Authorities are able to contact the cell provider and order an emergency ping. Several pings occurred before the phone died. They believed Elizabeth to be in the forest, though they were not ruling out other scenarios. There is still a possibility her phone is in the forest, but she was taken. Search teams were formed, with over a third of the small town joining in this search. Local ponds were searched, dog teams were brought in, and airplanes circled the wooded area in effort to find Elizabeth. With no luck, the FBI refocused their efforts and brought in six-year-old Emma for questioning though Emma stated she played outside with her friend Elizabeth, and then she went home. Sometime after this first discussion with Emma, she added to her story. She stated that she and Elizabeth played together outside. But shortly after, she claims to have fallen in a thorn bush and began yelling for her sister to come help her. her older half-sister, 15-year-old Alyssa Bustamante. Emma, Alyssa, and two other siblings lived with their grandmother. The four children were known in the area, and it was very typical that they played with all the other neighborhood children. During Elizabeth's disappearance, authorities had accounted for all the neighborhood children except for Alyssa. Authorities did question her, but while she admitted to skipping school that day, she stated she knew nothing about the whereabouts of the missing girl. At this time, Alyssa was not considered a suspect. Searchers continued to search the wooded area, and local volunteers found what appeared to be a grave. A forensic team processed the area and deemed it a potential crime scene. During the processing of the scene, Alyssa Bustamante is brought to this potential grave site by two FBI agents, and she stated that she had dug the hole as she liked to bury dead animals that would come across in the forest. After processing the grave, authorities announced nothing was in it, and nine-year-old Elizabeth is still missing. FBI obtained a warrant to search Alyssa Bustamante's home, and what they find is shocking. The inside of her bedroom contained writing on the walls. Some in marker and some in blood. The writing on the walls was bizarre and at times there were poems about cutting. And a silhouette of a person drawn in blood with slash marks on it with her half-sister Emma's name next to it. There were letters from her father taped to the walls. Alyssa's father, Caesar Bustamante, was in prison. Her mother? On drugs and not in her life. Alyssa's journal was also found. The disturbing entries stood out to the agent searching the room. One particular entry that had been scribbled over. It was dated October 21st, 2009, the day Elizabeth went missing. The FBI was able to determine only some of what was under the scribbles and brought in Alyssa for more questioning. Once in the interrogation room, Alyssa was accompanied by her grandmother. Authorities inform Alyssa they have her journal. This makes her quite uncomfortable and she begins to tell authorities she knows what happened to Elizabeth and that it is a complete accident. Alyssa claims, as they were walking through the woods, Elizabeth fell, hit her head, and just died. The authorities persisted and informed her that once they find the body, it would be autopsied, and any injury would show. Authorities went on to ask Alyssa if Elizabeth's throat was slashed. She stated, yes. Alyssa finally told authorities that she had sent her half-sister Emma to go ask Elizabeth to come out and play. Emma brought Elizabeth to Alyssa and was then sent home. Alyssa stated she led Elizabeth by the hand into the forest and told her she wanted to show her something. Armed with a kitchen knife, she led the 9-year-old 15 minutes into the forest. Alyssa brought her to a pre-dug grave and then strangled her, stabbed her in the chest over six times, and then cut her throat. After her confession, she led authorities to Elizabeth's body. Authorities were finally able to read Alyssa's last journal entry that she had scribbled over. It read, I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. It was amazing. It's pretty enjoyable. I gotta go to church now. LOL.
0: It's been documented that she stated she felt euphoric after she committed the murder.
1: It was later determined that the entire murder was premeditated. She sent her sister to lure the victim to the woods, and she dug the hole at least five days before the murder. She had even stated to her best friend at one point that she wondered what it would be like to just murder someone. To watch the life drain from them. Two years after the murder, a court date was set. But the defense filed a motion to throw out her original confession. They stated that some of the questions could not be asked at the interrogation. A judge agreed, and her confession was thrown out. Prosecution could no longer charge Alyssa with first-degree murder. They finally offered her a plea deal, second-degree murder, and armed criminal action. Then she was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of a conditional release in 2024 geez, that's not too far in the future. Well, luckily, even if she was granted a conditional release in 2024, that additional conviction of armed criminal action holds a sentence of 30 years. uh, So she'd have to serve 30 years before she could be released. Which puts us in 2054, and she'd be 60 years old. In this case, though, there are two children lost. Alyssa had troubled childhood, um, and there were so many signs that no one caught on to. Her social media, for example, she would often post that she liked cutting herself, and her profiles would say her hobbies were cutting herself and killing people. She even told her boyfriend that she wanted to kill someone to see what it felt like.
0: Sounds like her grandmother was overwhelmed with four kids and just couldn't deal with her issues.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Just in all the all the way around a terrible story.
0: Yeah. Hey,
1: let's get out of here. Um, Cocktails are calling my
0: name. Oh, most definitely. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com, with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.
1: This podcast is supported by Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.